he came up to me one day and he says, uh, you know, you're a household name now, right? (laughs) This is after like three or four months of doing uh, DJ sets. I'm with Band Kind, and I am so excited to be here with DJ Madge. Madge, how are you? I'm great. I am good. Good to be talking to you. I know we've been planning this for a while, so thanks for having me. We have been. I'm so glad. I know you have had a rigorous schedule, really. Um, It seems like as long as I've known you, you like to keep it going. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, like, especially post-pandemic when we were you know just kind of ready to get back out and and uh i just it's nothing i love more than travel and sharing gifts and leaving a good residue on communities so it's it's just a joy of mine well said and you've done that for a long time virtual frequency used to be a radio show that you would do and really expose um the unexposed music and kind of be a tastemaker of the hip hop format. Wouldn't you say that was what the vision was for that way back in the day? Sure. Like I kind of cut my teeth on radio. um, When I first got to Nashville, Um, that was like, I moved here with a group and our, you know, we were here to get the record deal, et cetera. But um, way FM, at the time was about to expand in several markets and they wanted a a hip hop show. This was back in the day. So I kind of cut my teeth on radio in on that campus. You know, they kind of groomed me from being the guy out doing mobile clubs, arenas, and then learn how to hit a post. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, station identification and all the politics with radio. (laughs) So that was for a season, but then I kind of went full-time into making music, and I just remember saying, you know, if I ever could get back into radio once I got into music production, that I would want to do something that kind of married my radio experience with my now producing compilations, et cetera. So... Um, virtual frequency was like the perfect thing at the time. We were all at Goatee Records, just yeah, having right. a ball. Yeah. And um, I said, you know, why can't I just kind of marry these things and let my marketing vehicle be a syndicated radio show? And you were a part of that. Um, and we were able to get on goo gobs of markets all over the world and just kind of took off from there. So, yeah, we were able to expose a lot of um the content i was producing as well as an assortment of hip-hop artists at the time who were doing that kind of music so you know i kind of felt fortunate to be able to say hey you know i'm going to do what i can to help advance uh this music which now became the lecrae's the andy minios the one k fuse the grits and so on and so forth it's a great journey when you had moved to Nashville to sign a record deal, and between that point and Wax Museum, 
what happened? A um, lot of excitement? How did you pound the pavement there in town? Well, you know, I was one of the only people doing what I was doing when I was first came to Nashville. So uh, it started with sessions with any and everybody in town. Nick, I came to Nashville uh, like on a Tuesday to do a session and I was scheduled to leave that Wednesday or Thursday and I didn't leave for like another three weeks because there's this DJ in town and he understands how to work his way around uh, the studio. Oh, he's a Christian (laughs) and he understands to not use copywritten stuff. So, you know, I, I just, I was fortunate in that the timing of my arrival was ripe Mm -hmm. for what was already going on here. So Mm -hmm. I, I am supposed to be here because I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) So that's, that's kind of my, my journey. Yeah. Wow. So at Goatee Records, um, uh, there you connected at a deeper level with the Goatee Brothers. And obviously, they were behind you with Wax Museum. And really what you were able to do, in my opinion on that, is to bring artists into the fold and uh, show their music in a different way than than your radio show. A lot of this stuff that went on during the goatee days and the compilation the compilation series we did from wax museum to full plates to ringleader etc that entire series was again just another passion to bring uh music to uh the forefront pandemic hits again it's the same dna i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's the same dna plus some i mean um my journey, I kind of began to evolve towards the EDM side of things. My roots were, have always been hip hop. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, just stylistically, what I began to gravitate towards was the, the EDM stuff. I saw Steve Aoki in uh, Las Vegas in 2013, and that was it. yeah i was i was done i'm like before i didn't get the whole like (laughs) what is he doing like what exactly is going on but i once i began to to understand the science of being a concert dj and understanding the uh the that the dj then became the artist like you have one guy in a field it's somewhere in belgium or wherever and there's hundreds of thousands of people came to see that one guy curate an experience so the 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 face of it is a little different for me but the dna is still consistent with everything that i have always been doing so pandemic hits and um i was releasing music during the time and uh you know i'm at home i'm a creative and i'm like i have to do something (laughs) uh, i began to see this influx of of uh online performances of which djs were spearheading and uh i got to talking to a few tech techie guys and a few roadies and they're like sure we just want to get out of the house you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and so um we did a few we did uh 
a, a, a broadcast we uh, took over Chris Tomlin's Instagram, Mandisa's Instagram. We took over. We did like Instagram takeovers, and it yeah. started to get traction. I did some stuff on my Instagram at first, and then we did other stuff. But long story short, uh, we kind of graduated to uh, doing full on virtual sets. You can go to thefamdp.com slash past shows to see some of the stuff we were yes. doing but it kind of graduated to full-on virtual sets in the model of the Tomorrowlands and the uh insomniac events and a lot of the virtual stuff that was going on online and so uh people began to gravitate towards it uh there was a strong mental health uh element that we began to incorporate in it because we began to understand people were needing um, a little hope. Um, and so once again, it's a message, it's music, it's a method and the entire DNA of it is still consistent from day one. We went so far as to, you know, be able to pipe people into the actual performance um, and, and allow people to be a part of it. So we eventually took over Toby's, we did takeovers of his Facebook page of uh, 5 million people. Not too much. He came up to me one day and he says, you know, you're a household name now, right? And, and this is after like three or four months of doing uh, DJ sets on his Facebook page, my YouTube page and a few other online properties. Um, so he kind of put gas on my career. <laughs> the of pandemic course. just kind of elevated uh my entire situation so that's opening doors for conversations and uh we were yes. thank god for the opportunity to leverage that into something positive you have been um on the stage in multiple aspects with toby toby mack uh as one of the the tours that you're on pretty consistently the hits deep tour the theater tours um, and uh, and I loved seeing you at the Dove Awards. That was so fun. Yeah, yeah, we love we love Jackie and the team, and just how that entire institution has continued to blossom. Mm, so true. And I hear that they have some big ideas. Speaking of big yeah. ideas, Madge, I think you also are kind of butting into some new ideas here. Tell us about that a little bit. Sure. So you know, I received a phone call from a talent buyer in Myrtle Beach um, late last year. And we started conversations about me coming out to play this amazing venue in Myrtle Beach called Ground Zero. Wow. Um, and he uh, w was one of his things was, hey, you know, do you mind coming out to speak to some schools? I'm like, I'm not a speaker. I'm the music guy. I curate exp live experiences. And yeah. the more I thought about it, I guess there was this voice in my head saying I didn't have anything to say, which was an absolute mm. lie. Yeah. Um, and having gone down the path of mental health, emotional health, et cetera, um, I realized that I, I did have something to offer. So we went um, August of uh, 2022, um, spoke in the schools. I went and just kind of shared some of my life experiences, losing my father to uh, suicide 
seeing it happen. Um, uh, and just some of, you know, life's disappointments, but understanding the importance of how community was able to surround me throughout my life so that I don't become another one of those statistics. Um, and, um, so we went into schools. I was able to share some of that information, did a concert later on that night, went great. I'm like, okay, there's (laughs) something here. (laughs) And actually the time in the school was probably my favorite part because it's so new and I was able to inspire and give, uh, give inspiration just in a different way with a different muscle. Um, And so in this season, it looks like we're going to be opening up more conversations to get into uh, junior high, high schools, colleges in the daytime, and then do the show, maybe spend two or three days in the city speaking into schools and then um, do the big, the big rave (laughs) uh, citywide uh, a couple days later. So, yeah. Wow. That is massive. It's such a great connection for so many people, but also for you to be able to have that platform, you know, I mean, you're always on a platform and uh, in so many ways you are driving the energy of that platform. But this is like you said, it's a different drive uh, using the same DNA, that energy, that, um, you know, that, that goodness uh, to use a lyric um, that, that seems like such a good fit. Yeah. And it's, again, it's just about, it's just about curating experiences and um, it's I I feel like in our space we have a lot of resources that are geared towards humanitarian efforts whether it's your compassion internationals your well visions we're digging wells we're putting clothes on people we're building houses habitat for humanity um, but I, I think there's, and, and I am, and, and there's also the, the straight up evangelistic uh, uh, live events that are out there. What I do feel is a, a missing piece is live events that can help our young people navigate towards conflict resolution, mm-hmm. dealing with some of the, hey, my parents had a divorce. Hey, I made some decisions that I'm regretting. Hey, yeah. I, wow. you know, how how do we help young people, specifically young people, deal with trauma early on versus be strong, suck it up, you know, and, and then we have years later of all kinds of things that come out of that. So I think sure. there is some so there's a live event thing, Nick, that wants to happen from the body. Mm-hmm. to the global community that goes out and creates what I call talk. Let's teach young people to talk. Time, yeah. attention, love, kindness. That's big. I love that for you so much. I love that for the team. Well, we are, we're going to give it our best shot. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. 
No doubt. And two, just seeing light bulbs go on for people. I know that you've seen that before and, and you're going to have more opportunities to see that as you're face to face in these schools. But um, when they do realize from someone that they feel brings credibility to them and honesty sure. and authenticity, you're going to see that come on for them, that they can ask those questions without being judged or they can they can regret without living with regret for there the rest you go. of their lives. Love you know? it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I always say, you know, our journey in life as human beings is it's like we have this tension we tend to encounter. And if you, you know, if you work out or if you do any kind of moving around for a little bit, you get what they call knots in your, mm. in your body where, well, our souls get knots in them called trauma, um, both of which need to be worked out at, at a very deep level. Um, and, and there are things that we have to take the time to, to, to process. And so yeah. we want to be, um, you know, part of the answer of, of mm -hmm. just being able to uh, give our culture specifically young people permission to be vulnerable to be transparent if for any 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 reason uh you wanting to look deeper into some of these things you can visit djmatch.com slash get help um you do not have to suffer in silence transparency and vulnerability uh or they are all officially in style also um if you are interested in us coming to your schools. You can check out djmaz.com slash schools. Um, and we'd love to come and serve your community. Tons of information there. So, Thank you, DJ Madge. So much blessing on what y'all are doing. And uh, I know it's going to return with a rich harvest. That's our prayer anyway. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I've been here with DJ Madge and we'll let you know more information and those links again here on Bandkind. Thanks, Nate.